0: Welcome everybody. We're going to talk today about prophetic warrior. Who is a prophetic warrior? A prophetic warrior is someone who is not competing with each other. The Bible says, the Bible says that a kingdom divided within itself, it will not stand. So in the kingdom of God, as warriors of God, we do not compete with one another. We do not compare with one another, but rather we fight together in battle. We fight in our secret places and we fight together with others in intercession. And we also fight together corporately as the body of Christ. We also fight together in in a church unit, which is corporate, but then also as a whole, the church of Jesus Christ on the earth can come together as well. And we fight together. But in the kingdom of God, we in, in this kingdom, in the kingdom that we are in, we are together. There is one spirit that puts us together and is the spirit of God, the spirit of unity. And in this kingdom, we have already overcome. And we are playing things out by the leading of the Holy Spirit in order for us To accomplish that which has been already spoken of us, which is, for instance, Revelations chapter 3, verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed with white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. So how do we get enrolled in the army of the Lord? We get enrolled in the army of the Lord by coming to Jesus Christ because we cannot come against darkness and against the evil if we are part of the kingdom of darkness. Because Jesus Christ has specified that if we, if, if, if a kingdom fight against itself, it cannot stand. So if we are in the world, if we are part of the world, in the kingdom of darkness, We cannot fight against evil. We cannot cast out demons. It might look like they do, but they are just replaced by something else. And that happens, friends, in places where they practice witchcraft and where they are releasing incantations or replacing demons with other demons. That is real. But we are talking about that in the kingdom of God, we have the authority to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. And work in one accord and possess the gates of our enemies. Amen. So once we come to Jesus Christ, which every one of you do, everyone that is present right now live, you already know Jesus Christ. You already invited Jesus Christ into your heart. But anyone who hears this message and they are and, and if you are not in Jesus, I invite you to come to Jesus for you to enter into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of peace. The kingdom of overcomers, so that you can cast out all evil from your families, from your regions, from your workplace, and come in unity with the body of Christ in one accord to fight the good fight. So, if you receive Jesus, now you're enrolled into the army of the Lord. You didn't, You, I think you didn't sign up a paper physically. You were drafted. As soon as you say yes to Jesus, you are part of this army. You are, and uh, you are part of the army of the Lord. The Lord of armies is plural. It's not just one army. It's plural, armies. He has angels, armies of angels. He has armies of humans. Amen? So, the book of Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 says but the cowardly unbelieving another version of the scripture says faithless people that has no faith abominable murderers sexually immoral sexually immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death. So why am I saying this scripture? Because those that are cowards will not enter the kingdom of God, because those that will reign and rule with Christ are the warriors, those that overcome. Amen. So we are not backing down. We are not afraid and we have to look at the devil at the eyes and say, "Get get out of my house in Jesus name." We must confront the enemy. We must confront the enemy. Whatever is happening in our lives, you got to stand and say, "I, I, I stand against this witchcraft. I stand against this witchcraft in the mighty name of Jesus. I confront you. And how do you confront darkness is what really matters. So that we were going to be, we are going to be talking about that today. Because a prophetic warrior fight for this and for more. What does a prophetic warrior fight for? A prophetic warrior fights to advance the kingdom of God on the earth. A prophetic warrior fights for the kingdom of God to manifest and be demonstrated through them here on the earth. A prophetic warrior fights for her and his calling. A prophetic warrior fights for her identity for his identity daily. Because the enemy must be reminded that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and nobody is going to jerk us out of our seat. So we are fighting daily for our identity. Another thing that a prophetic warrior fights for is uh, to set the captives free. To set the captives free. And there are so many other reasons why we fight. But the number one is to advance the kingdom of God on the earth. So our, our, um, our working area is the earth. We are here to advance the kingdom. Now, it is important that we know who our com- who is our commander in chief. Our warrior, a God who fights. Let me share with you this couple of scriptures. And I proclaim them and I decree them upon us, upon our spirits, for them to be engraved in our spirits, for us to carry that truth about who our God is. Our God is a warrior and our God fights The book of Joshua chapter 10, verse 40 and 42 says, Joshua conquered all the land of Canaan because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1 and 4 says, one man of you shall chase a thousand. Hear that, one man shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God is he who fights for you. Deuteronomy and that was actually Joshua chapter chapter 23 verse 10 and Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 through and 4 says, "The Lord your God is with you, who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 30. And this is very good if you can write these scriptures down, because it is good to have it handed and to pray it and believe the truth that our God is a a fighter, that he is a warrior, that he is a man of war. The Lord, your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you. You must not fear them, for the Lord, your God himself, fights for you. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22. Do not be afraid. The Lord will fight for you. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 through 14. With us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 8. And the last scripture that I want to share with you is our God will fight for us. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 20 So our God is a fighter. Our God is fighting continually with us. And as I was praying and putting my notes together for this session today, the Lord, I, we know by faith that our Lord is with us because he promises that he will be with us everywhere. That he is with us wherever we are. If we heal, if we feel him or not, he is with us. And last night, right before I finished my notes, I felt the Lord being here. I know that we feel the presence of God, but it was a combination of the faith of God, the presence of God, and the the spiritual feeling, not just a physical feeling, but the spiritual feeling that he is here. One of the reasons why I came to Jesus is because he promised me When I opened the Bible for the first time when I was 12 years old, I opened the Bible. I was going through difficult situations. And I opened the Bible. I I don't even know whose Bible that was or how, what made me pick it up. And I remember opening the Bible on Psalm 27. That is the chapter of my life. And the Bible says right there, I will never forget it. He says, even if your mother and your father abandon you, the Jehovah will be always with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. And friends, his word carries me all along. So he is with you and he is with me and he is fighting our battles. Now, many people, some people, when they have not really engaged in a spiritual warfare, when they have not engaged in battles, I'm talking about battles when witches show up to your, to your house. I'm talking about battles when demons show up out of nowhere and you have to fight them. I'm not talking about just um, spiritual fights when the enemy comes through people. I'm talking about also spiritual fights in dreams, spiritual fights right there where you are, when you are praying and you're being attacked, and you know that you're being attacked because you're making a difference in the spirit realm. So you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Look, in this battle, in this battle, I know what I'm talking about. I had witches showing up to my house. I had three, the last time back in September, three witches show up in my house before I, when I was just waking up, when I was just waking up, three witches appear right in front of me and I pray. I'm like, for a moment, I'm like, seriously, because I was just waking up. You have to understand, I have no have my coffee. You're in, pro, you're in a problem. <laughs> you came to my land. You came to my territory. I have no have my coffee. <laughs> you better get out of here. So I pray against it and I battle against it. And guess what? The Lord encouraged me to know that I'm going on the right direction. The enemy is not going to show up to your house just because. They are coming to oppose the gospel. But we are here to call fire from heaven and to preach the gospel to those that are lost. So I preach the gospel to the witches. They are not physically in here. But I, when, when I, I perceive the witchcraft attacks, I release the power of the gospel. Why? Because it's the power of God that brings people to salvation. So you have to be ready. You see, I am a prophetic leader. And as a prophetic leader, I know that we will be fighting against the powers of darkness. I know what the call of God is in my life. So you have to know what is the call of God on your life. Don't be surprised when the devil shows up. Don't be surprised when uh, when a witch shows up. Look, our God knows all things. This is not new to me. I have seen them before. They have tried to attack me even in dreams or whatever. They try to transport themselves to attack in the realm of the spirit but the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of the strongholds. And it excites me. You know why? When the enemy shows up, it's because I'm making a difference in the spirit realm. I'm making a difference in people's lives. And I'm like one at a time, one at a time. Even in one occasion, the Lord showed me the house of where one of the witches was living. You tell me, our God knows all things. He is a mighty warrior. He gave me the opportunity of seeing the house of the person. But I didn't go in my flesh, oh, I know where this person lives now. I will go to their house and I will knock their, the, the door and say, hey, stop your witchcraft. No, 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 no. The Lord showed me to humble myself that he knows all things. The Jehovah God, the God of Israel, the glory of Israel knows all things and he can show you where the enemy is hiding for you to release the, the fire of God. But at the same time, we are to move by the living of the Holy Spirit, not
1: just by our own flesh. I said more than what I was planning to share today.
0: I was not planning on sharing that testimony, but I tell you that I I really believe that it's necessary. Because sometimes people, and this is my point in all this, that sometimes people think that God fights the battles. Yes, we read that he fights the battles, but people don't engage in battle because they are afraid that the enemy will come after them. Well, I have news for you. You are in deception because the enemy is already after you. Have you looked into the eyes of a demon? Have you looked into the eyes of the face of a demon? You will see hatred. You will see how much they hate you. They want to kill you. They want to destroy you. They want to steal from you. That is the face of a demon. So if you don't come against them, they are still coming against you. So you must take possession of the land. You must be dressed for battle. And you must understand that, yes, God fights for us, but you must engage in battle. Because as you engage in battle, the Lord goes before you. And he fights and consumes your enemies as you submit to him. So number one, I want to talk to you about dress for battle. Be dressed for battle. What does that mean? We put Christ on us. Put Christ on you. For as many as of you are, you know, were baptized to into Christ and have put Christ on you, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, you were baptized into Christ and you put on Christ. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, it says, put on the full armor of God. And people sometimes get so familiar with uh, putting the full armor of God that they lose, the, it loses the importance of what this really means, the full armor of God. To really meditate on that and really see the truth. Basically, what Holy Spirit wants us to do is seek him for Revelation. About the weapons of warfare,
1: starting with the full armor of God, being dressed for battle. Know your weapons. As a prophetic warrior, you must know your weapons.
0: You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in the use of spiritual artillery. Why? Because we have a lot of weapons. But we must have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to use them. You can say blood of Jesus until you turn blue. But if the Holy Spirit is not flowing through you, nothing is going to happen. That demon is not going to move. The anointing of the Holy Spirit has to be flowing through you. What is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? We are in the presence of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is activated in us. So it is important that you use the spiritual artillery the Holy Spirit tells you to use. Because sometimes when we win a battle a certain way, we become so religious that we want to make that exact method, process, and steps, step one, step two, three, four, and even make it almost like a doctrine. I win this battle this time. And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, I have done it too. We all do it. Why? Because we are humans and we like that which is familiar. We like that which is comfortable. Oh, it worked for me. I can do it again. But see, you see that Elijah called fire from heaven one time. He didn't call fire from heaven every time. But as the Holy Spirit led him, He called fire from heaven. So the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, meaning that we cannot use them without God. We cannot use them in our own because otherwise we are operating in the flesh. It became soulish. It becomes about what you want rather than what God wants. And sometimes in the middle of the battle, we have to stop and think, okay, Lord, what do I do with this? How do you want me to confront this? And sometimes the response has to be immediate. You know in the spirit what to do, without you even asking. You immediately know in your spirit, in your heart, how you are to respond against the opposition. So let's don't make a doctrine out of the ways that we have won the battles in the past. Yes, Jesus has laid a foundation for us. We stand in that foundation, but when we just say it without. The anointing without the leading of the Holy Spirit is not going anywhere. Jesus' anointings, he he anoint us and he guides us to do it, to engage in battle. He tells us how to go in battle all right, the next weapon and what a prophetic warrior uses is the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you that many people get so familiar with the blood of Jesus that they lose, um, they, they are not um, aware of what the blood of Jesus really does for them. The blood of Jesus, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that we overcome the evil through the blood of Jesus Christ. We overcome the evil through the blood of Jesus Christ. But why is that? Many people, they do not visit what Jesus did on the cross, what the blood of Jesus does, what the resurrection does, what the cross does in our lives. So we have a powerless church I want, I, we want, and I know it's your desire as much as it's mine for the bride of Christ to move with power and to demonstrate power. And as the Holy Spirit leads, that if there is a demonic gathering, that the saints of God will go and tear down the strongholds and destroy the works of darkness through the power of the gospel and bring in the supernatural of God. Not the fake supernatural, but the true supernatural power of God and releasing the goodness of God who brings us to repentance. The Bible says on 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, for the weapons of our warfare are no carnal. What does that mean? Carnal. That means that we are not doing it in the flesh. And there is not something necessarily physical, but they are mighty in God. For pulling down of a strongholds, casting down arguments. Let me stop right there. Arguments. What does that mean? Any voice that is exalting itself, either from the outside or the inside. Any voice that is contrary to the will of God and the plan of God that you hear in your own mind, you take authority over it and you cast it down. We the saints of God are daily being bombarded with bad thoughts. Daily. If you are not, I want you to give us <laughs> the, 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 the secret sauce. <laughs> because we are all being attacked, bombarded day and night with bad thoughts. And so you have to discern: is this a thought of God or is a thought of the devil or is my own thought? Clean house. I hear the Spirit say in my heart, clean house. So we cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, I want to talk to you about the power of the cross. And if out of everything, if there is something that you can remember, I want you to remember the power of the cross. The Bible says on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. The next scripture that I want to share with you is Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. After disarming the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. When I engage in battle, I confront the enemy with the power of the cross. Why? Because the enemy is reminded that he was defeated on the cross, that he was disarmed by Jesus Christ. Every principality, every power, every powers and host of weakness and high places, they have to obey to the power of the cross, to the power of Jesus Christ, to the power of the blood. And this is something that the church of Jesus Christ needs to uncover and teach again about the power of the cross. There are churches or places where they are offended to to hang a cross. And when I say the power of the cross, I'm not just talking about just the physical cross. The physical cross is a reminder and an an acknowledgement. Of the power of the cross and what Jesus did on the cross. So, do you remember throughout the years people being offended by a cross being in a certain place and they start gathering signatures because they that cross is offending everybody and that cross has to come down? Listen, guys, this message that I'm giving you today, a prophetic warrior, is for now because the battle is intensified. Maybe you don't feel like you're in a battle right now, but the battle is intensifying. So you must remind yourself of the power of the cross daily, that you in Jesus Christ to the power of the cross. You are to reinforce the truth that that Jesus Christ has disarmed principalities and powers. Then he made a a public spectacle
1: of them on the cross by triumphing over them. Know the Lord of hosts.
0: Yes, our God is the Lord of hosts, but we want to know him. You want to know him as the Lord of hosts. You must know how, who your commander in chief is. The Bible says on 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 31, the seal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. The Bible says on 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, I, this is David, come to you in the name of the lord of hosts the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied isaiah 13:4 the lord of hosts musters the army for battle isaiah 14:27 the lord of hosts has purpose has purpose and Who will annul it? Who will cancel it? Who will uh, cancel the plans of God? Who, Who is able to cancel the plans of God? Revelations chapter 17, verse 14. These will make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb, the Lamb of God, will overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful, you are called, you are chosen, you are faithful.
1: And we want to live a life and respond in a way that demonstrates that we
0: are called, that we are chosen, and that we are faithful before our God. One thing that many people miss is the, the truth about the power of your words. A prophetic warrior knows that her tongue or his tongue has power. Many people are complaining throughout the day, and when they are complaining, worrying, repeating something that somebody else says that was bad or a bad report, they start canceling what they were prophesying before. They are canceling the promises of God. They have believed that God healed them, but then they say, maybe it didn't happen. Well, you you are now doubting and agreeing with something that is not God's will, that is coming against the knowledge of God. So the power of your words, a prophetic warrior knows that the spirit realm is activated by voice, that the spirit realm is activated by your words. The Bible says on Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, because I also want to talk to you about the word of God, the word of God and the rema word, because those are the ones that you are to voice through your mouth. The Bible says for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So I'm going to tell you something, friends. I have always enjoyed praying the word of God. That's what I do. I love buying some books that have the promises of God, for instance, and they might have, like, and I'm not telling you to buy. I'm just saying that I like reading uh, books. I like buying books that have scriptures about particular topics because then I can go to that topic, pray that scripture, and it's powerful because it's the word of God. But I remember when I just became a believer, I heard somebody say that praying the scriptures was very basic. I was shocked. And I was just a newborn baby. <laughs> in Jesus. For and I knew in my heart that the word of God was not a basic thing. That is the most important thing is the word of God. To pray the word of God. Amen. Some people they want to rely only on the prophetic and put the word of God to the side. No, no, no. That's a deception. Because the prophetic is not over the word of God. The prophetic word is not greater than the written word of God. The prophetic word must be in alignment with the word of God. The prophetic word must be tested with the word of God. So a prophetic word is not superior to the written word of God. John chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him, and apart from him, nothing was made that has come into being. This is one of my favorite scriptures. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. So in that same realm we want to operate as Jesus did. This is Jesus speaking and we want to speak spirit and life. But under what influence are you speaking? Which is the spirit behind it that you're
1: speaking? is what we must discern. And when I'm saying of speaking, be aware that in this age
0: and time we are also, Posting things on Facebook. I have seen comments of Christians that I'm shocked they say they are Christians. And those answers are completely unbiblical. Completely contrary to the nature of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are here to represent Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So what we say, what we post, what we share... In secret or in public, in our families, whatever we do must be in alignment with the word of God. It must be a spirit and life, but the spirit of life. The Bible says on Proverbs 18 21, and everybody knows this scripture, I know it by heart. Death and life are in in the control of the tongue. Listen to this version Death and life are in the control of the tongue. Those who indulge in it will eat its fruit. Another version, the one that you're very familiar with as well as me, is death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what are you indulging yourself in?
1: So watch for that. Is it life-giving? Or is it just wasting your time? Is it just wasting
0: your saliva? (laughs) Is it canceling your promises? Is it canceling the prophetic uh, promises over your life? Is it opening doors to the enemy? Our words need to be canceling doors. uh, Closing the doors of the enemy. A prophetic warrior prophesies. So that's the next point I want to share with you. Prophesy. A prophetic warrior will prophesy. So the Bible says, let me see. I want to share this scripture. It's Ezekiel 37, verse 7 through 10. So I prophesy and I procl- I, Holy Spirit is telling me to proclaim and decree this over you and over the body of Christ. So I proclaim and I decree God's word over you, everyone that is listening, everyone that is watching, and over the body of Christ. I feel the power of God right now. So I release that anointing, and I release this word. So I prophesy, this is Ezekiel the prophet. So I prophesy just as I was commanded. As I prophesy, there was a noise, and behold, an earthquake. Then the bones came together, bone to its bone. I saw and behold, there were tendons on them. Flesh came up, came up and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, watch this prophetic warrior. He says, prophesy to the ruach, meaning the breath of God, the spirit of God. Ruach means a spirit as well and breath. Prophesy to the breath prophesy, son of man, and say to the ruach, thus says Adonai Elohim. Adonai means Lord. Elohim is God. Elohim, come from the four winds, ruach, breath, breathe upon us, breathe upon this slain that they might live. So I prophesy, prophet Ezekiel says, I prophesy just as he commanded me, The Ruach came into them and they lived. They stood up on their feet, a vast army, a vast army. So what I'm saying to you is what God tells you, you prophesy. That's what Ezekiel did. A prophetic warrior will say, will prophesy what God is saying to them when he tells them to say it. This scripture is key in the prophetic and as a prophetic warrior, as a prophetic training, as a prophetic way of catapulting others into the next in the prophetic realms. You must read Ezekiel 37 to see that Ezekiel heard from God. He was commanded to prophesy. And he prophesied as the Holy Spirit says. He didn't add a word to it. He prophesied what God says. And things manifested in the spirit realm. That's what the prophetic is. You speak and you bring life into something that is dead and dry and have no life. That's what the prophetic is. A prophetic warrior knows a mighty weapon that many have forgot about and that is praise. Praise is a weapon. The Bible says on Psalm 149, verse 6, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. We are to be giving praises to our God. The The enemy gets confused when we start praising the Lord. Because he's expecting for us to be angry, to be mad with the world, to be frustrated with the situation that we are dealing with that maybe we are fighting with, contending for for years. And he's expecting to, to completely stop praising. Listen, if the enemy has stole your praise, you have lost the battle. If the enemy stole your praise, you have lost your battle. You better arise, and like the tribe of Judah, Go forced in battle. Judah means praise. One of the meanings of Judah means praise. Praise was released, was sent first. First. Judah was sent first in battle. So think about it. Think about what the armies, what will the the armies of this earth will think now? Can you imagine right now, you know, there are battles in the earth. But what about if one army comes against another army and this army does what Israel used to do and is to send Judah first, meaning send first praise. This other army will be, these people is crazy. They just send musicians. <laughs> they just send musicians and people with tambourines. <laughs> but they don't know that praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Even when we don't feel like praising, you know, use the tools that are at hand. Put little notes and little reminders around your house that remind you about praise, that reminds you about the power of the cross. I have a cross at the entrance of my house, close to where I hang the keys of the car. And every time I, uh, almost every time that I take the keys or when I come back home and I put the keys, I said to Jesus, I'm not worshiping the actual cross. But I, I, as a reminder, I said, Lord, thank you for the works of the cross. So we have a reminder, sometimes just moving an object from one place to another and use that as a reminder to give praise to our God. If you have lost your praise, I have a suggestion for you that always works. Give praise to God for all the breakthroughs that he gave you in the past because they are not dead. You better start picking up those breakthroughs that God gave you when you didn't have one penny on your hand, but God indeed came and put money on your hand. Give him praise for that time. Give him praise when you were praying for provision and all of a sudden the wind just blow and $20 were on the, on the, on the ground, $20 were on the ground. Praise the Lord for those breakthroughs. When somebody invites you for lunch, something as simple, listen, when we become ungrateful for those things that seem small, we have lost our praise. When somebody invites you for lunch, friends, that is harvest. That is harvest. And so if that is harvest, you are to
1: thank God. You are to thank God. Amen. So, can you, can, can everybody wave at me and tell me if, um, if you can hear
0: me? Okay, because I see a message that the video went out for a moment, but I want to make sure that we are still connected. So, don't let the enemy steal your praise. Put reminders about praise. Remember the breakthroughs that God brought you through. We all went through difficult situations and we were blown away how God took us out of those situations. Even when we were in the world, there were times when the Lord protected us. I remember, listen, I have a story. Okay, I have a story. And I remember when I was not a believer and I was coming from from the workplace. And um, I remember that I was going to just walk like one block and then take a taxi to go to my house. And uh, suddenly, well, that day I received payment for um, that is like a bonus in the middle of the year. I received payment and my dad sent me some money. I was a kid b- because I started working at an early age. That is a story. And is, I started working at an early age. Not that I was lacking at home, but I wanted to work. And so to make the story short, I received the money of uh, work. I received two two payments at work. I received the bonus and I received my payment. And uh, then my dad sent me some money and I had all the money together in my purse. When I left work and I was going to take uh, my taxi, I just walked like a block. And a man with a meat knife, big one, on his side, he pulled his shirt up and says, give me the money. And I knew that I put the money, all the money. I gathered it all up and put it in one envelope. All of it. Every bit of it. And I just stuck my hand on my purse. And I gave him the envelope. I knew that it was full of money, friends. I know I put the money in that envelope. I was so mad. I was mad. I was not in the world. I was in the world. I was in the world during that time. And I was so mad. And I was like, you know. My mouth was not clean, friends. I don't want to even repeat what I was saying at that moment. But immediately, the thought came to my mind. See, our spirits know God. And the thought came to my mind. Instead of being mad at the devil, just tell the Lord thank you. Just praise God. And I started telling the Lord thank you for protecting me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you because that man didn't didn't stab me. I mean, I was walking just a block, half of a block, maybe. And um, I went home. I know it sounds like a long story, but I went home. That was on a Friday. No, no, no. That was like on a Thursday. I went home. The next day I went to work. One of my coworkers asked me, hey, Lorena, how was, uh, how was your evening? Because that night before we went to to an event together. How was your night? Was everything okay? And, he, and I said, no, I said, as soon as I left you guys, um, somebody stopped me and, and stole all the money that I had, everything. He says, everything? Like the bonus and everything? I said, yeah, because I put everything in one envelope. And uh, so anyhow, that, that's all I said. But I was no, I was no worry. I was at peace because the night before I was thanking God. I was no worry about it. Well, let me tell you, friends, this is the miracle that God did. This is the miracle. I was called by Human Resources, and my coworkers gathered
1: all the money to put together my pay. And the company gave me the bonus. And I was so thankful. I'm like, thank you, guys. Thank you
0: so much. You know, I was blown away. I was not expecting that. I didn't have the intention of saying that so that I can get money. But let me tell you, because the miracle is not done yet. The next day, you know, we women, we like to clean our purse. I found an envelope with all the money. The money appeared there supernatural, supernaturally. The money that, 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 that was stolen from me, you follow me? All the money that was stolen it appeared to me in my purse again. I know that I had only, I, I had only that envelope with all the money and that I, I handed to that man and yet appear in my purse on Saturday. And of course, I didn't say that at work because, you know, how, is, how can you explain that to people? They might think that you were taking advantage of them because they gave me money. And so, of course, I kept that in my heart, but I knew that all along it was the miracle of God. So could it be that instead of, you know, instead of using my mouth as the devil wanted me to, I used it to praise God and God blessed me. I recognized that miracle at that moment. And I realized that God protected me and that he did the miracle. So don't lose your praise. I know that I went long with that story, but I don't want you to lose your praise. Don't lose your praise. Even until this day and even in the future, I still give praise for that miracle that God did in my life. For the times when I didn't have enough money to pay tuition for my college. I work and pay all my education from high school all the way to two years of university. And sometimes I didn't have money for tuition. And uh, God provided, supernaturally. He provided. He always provided. He protected me so many times. And so it's still now, I tell him thank you for those many times. And I tell you that we break into praise. Praise. And it takes me to the next point and it's Thanksgiving because the Bible says, enter into your, into his gates with Thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and and bless his name. I'm going to tell you something. If you want demons to run away from you, give thanks to God. Just give, if you're being attacked by the devil, just give, give thanks to God. Even if you don't feel like giving thanks to God, I've been there friends. And I'm sure that is not going to be the only time when I feel like not giving thanks because I feel like hell has broke loose against me. And you don't feel like you can give thanks. You don't feel like you can praise. But I'm going to tell you something. When you start with Thanksgiving, when you start telling the Lord, thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you for the blood. Thank you, God, that my children are fine. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that I have a house where to live. Lord, I thank you that my husband is alive and in his right mind. Lord, I thank you, God, that I have legs. Hallelujah. I give you praise, God. I thank you that I get up this morning and that nobody had to help me to get up of the Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, because I remember that when I didn't have any penny, somebody came because you sent them to give me money to get out of the pit. Lord, I give you praise, God. I give you praise. And I tell you that those demons flee. Those demons just run away. If there is an oppression that is attacking you, I'm gonna tell you: Thanksgiving is the is the key. Thanksgiving is the key. To make them flee away from you. You start giving him thanks. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If you start telling him thank you for your past breakthrough. If you start telling him thank you for your future breakthrough. I tell you that the heavens will open and pour out his blessing. And who knows if the
1: Lord releases an acceleration for that breakthrough to come faster than you thought it was going to happen. I'm preaching now. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, I, it's just in, in battles. And friends, I'm sharing this not just because it sounds nice, but because I do it. I practice it. And I'm sure that the Lord will give me more opportunities in the future to practice it. <laughs> Prophetic warrior. A prophetic warrior gives thanks. A prophetic warrior is in praise. A prophetic warrior decrees with his mouth. The Bible says on Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 and 22, Jesus made a decree on this scripture. Everybody's so familiar with it. The Bible says now early in the morning, as he was returning to to the city, he became hungry. Seeing a long fig tree by the road, Jesus came up to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And Jesus said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. He made a decree. He said it with his mouth. He didn't necessarily say, I decree and I declare. He said a decree. And why is that, friends? Listen to this. Watch this. Decrees are done by kings. Decrees are done from a place of authority. So, when a decree is released by a king, because the Bible says on 1 Peter that we are kings, we are priests, we are royalty, we are a chosen people. Hallelujah. And so we are in that position of authority, of a royalty. We are kings. Therefore, like Jesus as king, he is spoke to that tree and he says, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree shriveled, shrivel up at once. It shrivel up at once. And when it shriveled up at once, when the disciples saw it, they were astonished.
1: They were astonished. How did the fig tree shrivel on the spot?
0: The disciples were asking, how can it happen? How did it happen so quickly? Yeshua answered them, amen, I tell you, if you have faith, If you have faith and do not doubt. So when you make a decree, do not doubt. When you made a decree, and I will tell you in a few seconds, what is the top secret for making decrees? Nobody says it. I have heard only one person in 15 years about what is the top secret about making decrees. If you have faith, do not doubt. Not only will you do what was done to the fig tree, Jesus says, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea. It will happen And whatever you ask in prayer, trusting, trusting, confidence, and faith. They go together. So Jesus says, whatever you ask in prayer, trusting, you shall receive. there, There are more examples of decrees, which I will not go in great detail, but I will tell you that Noah made a decree that the end of the world was coming soon. To all people. That decree has not been fulfilled yet. Then God decreed over Abraham. To start a special race of mankind. For God's purposes. That is manifesting. And continues to
1: manifest. We are the fruit of that decree. That God did. Samuel prophet
0: Samuel decreed that David was appointed to be king and that he was going to be king over Israel and fulfill God's purposes. And he came to pass. So prophets make decrees. Prophetic people make makes decrees. Believers make decrees because we are kings and priests. We have authority in Christ Jesus. Now, you must be asking, Lorena. Can you finally tell us what's the top secret for decrees?
1: Here it is. The rema word. What is a rema word? The spoken word of God. When God tells you a
0: scripture, when He's highlighting a scripture, you better decree that and prophesy that the God is speaking to you. It's gotta be a rema word. It cannot be just something that I wish to have because otherwise, I'm just operating from a from a soul realm i decree we want to decree what jesus says not just what we want because otherwise you are operating in the soul realm and it becomes all about what i want rather than what god is saying to decree we see the results on Ezekiel 37, where, where Ezekiel the prophet received the word of God and received what he was to prophesy, and he was doing a decree at that moment, and he manifested. Now, a prophetic warrior, what is a, a prophetic warrior moves with power? Okay, a prophetic warrior moves with power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Ruach, the Spirit of God, HaKodesh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's why many people in the body of Christ are powerless because they have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The manifestation of the empowerment and what God promised on scripture about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is key for us to successfully destroy the works of the devil. The Bible says on Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, when the day of Shavuot, which is Pentecost, had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and tongues like fire spread out. Tongues like fire spread out. I want you to remember that. Tongues like fire spread out. Appeared to them and settled on each of them. They were all filled with the Ruach, HaKodesh, and began to speak in other tongues as the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, enabled them to speak. Your tongue is a weapon. And when you speak in tongues, which is one of the things that I want to emphasize today, is the speaking in tongues, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I know that all of you who are present here have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you are to speak in tongues because it's a weapon. We see that the empowerment in the day of Pentecost came through the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that empowerment is speaking in tongues as well. It's accompanied with that. Watch this. This is what a prophetic warrior does. A prophetic warrior does what the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 3 through 6 says. And what is that? I don't want you to forget this, because when you prophesy, you are releasing fire with your tongue. When you prophesy and you are speaking, you're moving in power and things are manifesting. So and and when you're speaking in tongues, when you're prophesying, see, when you're speaking in tongues, that's a prophetic word, too, because you're speaking the language of God. You're speaking the language of angels. You're speaking in other tongues. The Bible says on Revelation chapter 11, verse 3 through 6, and I will give you, I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days. Have you had that challenge of prophesying 1,260 days? We have the opportunity of prophesying every day, but these two witnesses, they were prophesying 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. They were really warriors. They were warriors prophesying and releasing fire through their mouth. The Bible says these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, listen, how many people, how many spirits want to harm you? How many spirits want to harm you? Well, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. Is fire proceeding from your mouth? Prophetic warrior, is fire proceeding from your mouth? Is it devouring your enemies? You are to speak in tongues and prophesy and release fire through your mouth. You might start. I see it prophetically. That then maybe some start with two little sticks and trying to build a fire. But if even there is a sparkle, I say you keep going, you keep prophesying, you keep speaking in tongues. It doesn't matter if there was only a sparkle, it's going to catch on fire because everything that is dry is going to burn up and fire will come through your mouth and devour your enemies. And this scripture says that if anyone wants to harm these two witnesses, he must be killed in that manner by fire. They were being killed by fire. These two witnesses, they have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues. And often, as often as they desire. God gave them so much power to this two olive trees, two, these, these two witnesses in the book of Revelation. But you might say, Lorena, but that's in the book of Revelation. What does that have to do with me? That's on the ends of time. Friends, you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You have the fire of the Holy Ghost. You can start prophesying. It was released and it was confirmed and it came to pass on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was given. The Holy Spirit is with us. And you are to be baptized with the Holy Spirit for you to start speaking in tongues and prophesy in order for fire to come out of your mouth, fire to come through your mouth. And the last two things that I want to say before we go into the break is a prophetic warrior knows authority and submits to authority. What does that mean? A prophetic warrior must submit to the leaders that God has placed on their lives. What does submitting means? um, 15 years ago, that word offended me. I don't know if it offends you, but that word of submission, it offended me about, no, more than that, 18 years ago. Because there was a misunderstanding about the word submission. We are to honor and respect those that are in leadership. If they are saying something ungodly, or they are going astray. Of course,
1: we are not going to obey. If it's not something that God is telling us to do, of course, we are not going to do it. Submit to your husbands. What does that mean? Honor them, love them. He
0: is. A, he is a, a, a man. They have. The God has placed of authority on your life. Your bosses. We are to respect them. The
1: leaders on the nation, we have to respect them. The true leaders, not the false leaders. And so we have to be submitted to authority because if we are not respecting a leader and we are
0: trying to actually, we think that we are better than the leader. And uh, we start getting outside the boundaries that God has given us, we get into trouble because we get into rebellion. We get into rebellion and rebellion is as witchcraft. The the book of I, I want to tell you about authority, every one of these things, and there is so much more about prophetic warriors. But I'm going to tell you that this last one that I'm telling you, authority and the greatest honor and pleasure that we have is found in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. The Bible says, Then the 70 return with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And
1: nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus has given us authority. And we are to submit to God. Because when you submit to God, you're submitting to his authority.
0: Nevertheless, and this is the greatest honor and pleasure that I'm about to tell you about. That we are to rejoice more into. And he says, nevertheless, nevertheless. Do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather
1: rejoice because your names are written in heaven. We we want to remember to give
0: thanks and praise the Lord and rejoice because our names are written in heaven.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next on our practical session,
0: which will not be recorded, is that we will be putting things into practice. We are going to activate in us, number one, pray with our understanding, then in tongues. Number two, some of the things that we want to do or practice as we go, not just in this session, but we want to practice and do in our lives the following. Number one, pray with your understanding, then in tongues. Read the Bible, then speak in tongues. Sing with your understanding and then sing in tongues. Praise God with your understanding, then praise him in tongues. Then, if you want to grow even more and develop your spiritual muscles, ask God to give you the interpretation of the tongues that you're speaking. He will answer you. And if he doesn't give you the answer, it's okay. You continue to pray. And another thing that we are to practice and that we might practice here in this session after I finish this recording is pray in tongues and then prophesy what you are saying in tongues. Pray in tongues and ask God for interpretation and prophesy the interpretation. So that is a prophetic warrior that is engaging in battle. There is no hiding. There is not afraid, but is actually no waiting for the enemy to release the first attack, but rather even when they don't feel attacked, they say, I cancel that witchcraft, I cancel that demonic attack, I cancel that oppression. I cancel every plan of the enemy in Jesus name. And I tell you that you will shake. you will shake the enemy's camp. You will be ahead of the game instead of waiting for the enemy to come and, and attack you. We will be proactive. So thank you so much for listening to this session. I hope that you enjoy it and give me a thumbs up and share it. And uh, well, thank you so much guys
1: for attending today. And we will uh, continue um, in just a minute.